The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot at the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've been sizing up guys since I came to WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring. And you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 pounds Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious Hypnosis, let's get some psychosis, psychosis, whatever. whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to episode 253 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jone. Hey, friend. What's going on, friend? Not much, not much. Um, it's Hurricane Preparedness Day here in North Carolina. Oh, yeah. How is that going down there for y'all? That's fine. That's the one thing about a hurricane, the like two or three days before it happens. Some of the mm-hmm. best weather you can have. It's a little cloudy today, mm-hmm. but, you know, nothing real serious. Tomorrow is supposed to be good morning and then, you know, the afternoon r- wind and rain, but hopefully nothing too bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, nothing too bad. After you've been living in this area for a long time, you kind of can guesstimate what's going to happen. Now, a couple of days ago, it looked like it was going to shut everything down, but looks like it's going to, you know, do just enough to give us some good rain and move on, and then it's probably going to be like officially fall. Aw, well, I like fall. Everybody like loves fall. I mean, some people don't, and they're very odd people. They are odd people. The only thing I don't like about fall is just how quick they rush all the holiday stuff out. I know. We could use more holidays, but... More holidays that give you the day off. These little holidays that be falling in the fall that don't really count as a day off for some people. Nah. I'm going to tell you about Columbus Day. <laughs> I don't celebrate it. <laughs> and and like, it'd be cute if my job was like, no, no, no. Indigenous People's Day. They're like, no, no, no. Bring your ass to work. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, this ain't right. I know. And tonight... We're joined by our special guest. He's becoming our Jerobi of the WrestleCast. He's like our unofficial member at this point. None other than Mo to the underscore Reese. What's going on, Mo Reese? Wow, that's kind of a rep to live up to. But <laughs> what's going on, y'all? Good, man. Good. How are you? Hey, man. Living. Um, no internship started. So, hey, more work pile on. <laughs> Hey man, go get it. Make all that studying and stuff pay off. Listen. <laughs> the WrestleCast is part of the CSPN. You can find the WrestleCast on the CSPN on the web at CSPN.us. You can also download, subscribe, rate, and review the WrestleCast at iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, 
and you can also check out the illustrated version on YouTube. So there's news and there's only one thing to talk about in the news category. Chris Jericho got the AEW <laughs> title stolen from his limo as he went to that prestigious steakhouse known as Longhorn. Um, uh, they produced a real police document of a police report uh, even though Jericho did cut a pretty cool video while he's sitting in the hot tub with some champagne around it you know talking about somebody committed grand larceny uh, okay so what the story is is that he went to the steakhouse had the belt in the limo apparently he had the wrong luggage so he notices oh this isn't my luggage so I guess while he's eating he sends the driver back to get his correct luggage and somewhere in that separation the title gets missing I'm a cautionary again my thoughts are why is your belt your brand ass new belt you know you are not the new day on day 500 you are Chris Jericho <laughs> on day 2 of your brand ass new title reign first ever why is your belt in the trunk or in the limo backseat wherever you left it why is it not at the very least beside you in the booth at the steakhouse <laughs> right <laughs> I mean, at least Drake Maverick had the sense to take pictures with the title when he won the 24-7 title, you know. Right. Now, I'm not saying, like, keep it around your waist the whole time. You are about to eat a steak. I'm sure you're going to be full. But, like, it should be within arm's reach at all times. Are you dumb? Like, what? Like, you know, when this is America. We still. Like, why would you leave it around? This ain't Canadian. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Apparently, within the 24 hours since the title was reported missing, it has been recovered. So, uh, so, so, so let me so let me answer this. How does a title like that get found on the side of the road? That's the question I want answered from anybody in AEW or the Tampa Police Department. How does a title like that get found on the side of the road? That's what they said it was. That's what they said it was. Now that's shenanigans, because who finds anything on the side of the road? Who would you say, oh, let me just toss this let me toss this bag out on the side of the road, and then somebody come and conveniently finds it? No, nah, some BS behind that. Mm. <laughs> well, whether they worked it or it was true, they definitely are the talk of the wrestling biz. Social media Corey Graves taking little shots on his Monday Night Raw. That was SmackDown, sir. Or SmackDown, excuse me. So, yeah, everybody's had fun with it. Chris Jericho's figured out a way to have fun with it. So, Cody did too. <laughs> it's been a rather interesting 48 hours surrounding the AEW title. But, hey, that's what they're here for. They're here to cause commotion and upset the apple cart and get people to talk and so far so good so real quick um, before we go to the next segment 
So no one knows why Carmella hasn't really been wrestling as of late. She's been re- really been doing this whole thing with all truth, the whole being his sidekick. So apparently she had a health scare. Oh. It caused her to have she, she had to slow down. So that's why she hasn't really been wrestling as of late. You know, we haven't really been seeing her in matches or nothing like that. That's why she's been delegated to that role as of, as the um, as of late. Uh, that always stinks when people, uh, you know, don't get a chance to retire or get a chance to, you know, really take a hold of their careers because of injuries and things. So hopefully she recovers and get back in the ring because, man, that was such to lose her and Paige. Right. She said she, hadn't, she said she hadn't really decided to write post about it. But she just said she just had to like slow down. So that's why we've just been seeing her in like backstage segments, you know, riding on our truth back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever you gotta do to keep the paycheck coming. Hey. Stay on TV. So it's time to talk about Monday Night Raw. Mr. Mo underscore Reese, you were in the building. Coming Definitely was. From, what's it called? What Royal Farm? Royal, Royal Farms Arena. Mm-hmm. Royal Farm gas arena. station ass arena. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Not mm. well, okay. Most of yes. them are. Most yeah. of them are, but yep. not the one that's right. Not the one that's like two blocks from the arena. It's an actual mm. like little convenience store, not a gas station. Oh, so <laughs> one out of ten. Don't come, don't come from Royal Farms, the best chicken. No, I mean, they do have great chicken. And when I was in college, they had the bomb sub sandwich, too. I, I, I can't lie. <laughs> they got good food. But it's a gas station. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Never forget. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> so tell us about main event, some of the pre-show activities before we get into what happened on uh, Monday Night so, Raw. So main event... Um, basically, it was No Way Jose versus Mojo Raleigh. Oh. Right, exactly. And the funny thing about about that was one of the women that was in the Congo line was just kind of kept, wasn't keeping up with everyone else. First, she lost her headgear, um, her little headgear piece. Then she was like kind of like lost. Everybody else is like moving on, and she's still stuck behind waiting to catch up. <laughs> But um, Mojo Rally won with like a spine buster or something like that. He won with some kind of move, and um, Dana Brooke wrestled Sarah Logan, who really has not seen has had seen better days when Ruby Riot was on the main roster. But she beat um, Dana Brooke in a quick match, so that was main event. Yeah, the Riot Squad has definitely taken a blow since Ruby Riot had to have surgery. Right. It looks like Liv Morgan might have cut her hair or something. Yeah, Liv Morgan is definitely going through a a, 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 a transformation right now. <sighs> yeah, keep up with her um, Twitter and her Instagram. She's always got something new going on. Yeah, I saw when she posted a video of her cutting the hand. I was like, oh, somebody's going through a change. Mm-hmm. Maybe a new character. I mean, I mean, 
mean, they were always thought she was like, um, she was like a, a light uh, Carmel, a, a great value Carmella back then at NXT, so to speak. You know, and it was wondering how she's going to transition to the main roster, and they had something going. Then now was she's doing something new. I yeah. guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully she finds a chance. She finds it, and she gets a chance to unleash it. Because I'm pretty sure everybody comes up with a thousand ways that they could come out on TV and do something, but you know they probably rarely get a chance for it to ever manifest itself. Exactly. If I have made lots and lots of ideas. Like you always hear wrestlers say they have ideas and then they go back and they say, nah, we're not going to do that. Or they'll consider it and they give it to somebody else, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, so Monday Night Raw starts with the Universal Title contract signing. The tag team champions and upcoming opponent, Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins, they shake hands and they're both acting friendly to begin. Michael Cole is moderating the segment. Things break down, heading into Clash of Champions. Seth says that he's defended two titles in one night before, and he plans to do the same thing at Clash of Champions. Braun says that no one speaks for him. He says that they will beat Rude and Ziggler, but it's going to be awkward when he beats Seth for the Universal title. Seth says that Braun may be a monster, but he slayed the beast, something Braun couldn't do. And he was slated the monster to retain his universal title. They signed the contract, and then the OC arrives. Michael Cole wants him to leave, but AJ doesn't care what Michael Cole wants and says that history will be made at the pay-per-view. He calls Seth versus Braun cute, but questions why he isn't getting the opportunity. He says the U.S. champion should be the number one contender by default, especially since he has no one to face. He says maybe someone can come look at his title like Braun looked at the Universal title and earn a title shot. Then he was like, Carl, don't look at my title. Don't look at my title, Tom. That was funny. AJ then runs down <laughs> Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. He says they ain't even a real tag team. If they don't get what they want, then no one gets what they want. They enter the ring and AJ rips up the signed contract. And that's when Braun flips the table in his face. And they attack Anderson and Gallows. All right, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. How'd you feel about AJ Styles coming down here and uh, ripping up signed pieces of paper, binding documents? So two <laughs> things. So first, when he told Michael Cole he would knock his teeth down his throat, we popped for that. Anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I tweeted oh, that. We that probably, for that. I was like, that'd probably be the biggest pop of the first hour right there. And then um, I tweeted that the white privilege is strong there when he ripped up the contract. I was like, I said, because, you know, nobody else would be able to rip up a contract. And I don't think they brought either sign that he was about to sign. And then that's when the OC comes out there just showing their asses and everything. Baltimore seems to be, they, they, uh, um, they are pro AJ Styles. I'm not surprised by mm-hmm. that. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that because a lot of people that come from the surrounding counties that come into the city are pro mega crowd so I wouldn't be surprised they all behind AJ Styles so you know they pop for that especially when he said he would do harm to Michael Cole and I was like and Mike, you see how Michael Cole quickly got out that ring <laughs> Michael Cole don't want it he knows better hey 
He took an F5 and that shoe came flying. (laughs) (laughs) So now it's time for a match. What do you know? Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman, they go up against the Good Brothers. Non-titled, of course. Mm-hmm. Seth fights off Gallows and then Anderson and tags in Braun. Braun runs, runs while running over both with ease and then he runs into the post himself. Seth tags himself in and gets distracted by AJ Styles, but he rolls up Anderson and he gets the win. Immediately after the match, AJ Styles attacks Seth, but Seth fights off the OC and then Braun joins in he starts giving everybody the big shoulder tackles, but he accidentally runs over Seth in the process. This allows Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler to join in the fray, and all the heels beat down the champions. They leave Seth on the outside. They focus on Braun Strowman, and they hit this like a mega magic killer on Braun. It took like seven people to pull this move off. <laughs> Then AJ Styles lays out Braun with a phenomenal forearm. Miss Didi Janet. Mm-hmm. They're doing harm. The man who's still paying his property taxes over on SmackDown Matters. I mean, I did get an extra deposit for you know wear and tear on the building. It's not my first time, but I don't mind. Out here. Out here laying out your man's Braun Strowman. <laughs> it's very disrespectful, but I did appreciate, you know, half. So, just never forget he is a beast. They needed to get Bobby Root. They, I guess they've been wanting to get Bobby Root over. So, you know, why not have him come out and be a part of the whole beatdown with Dolph Ziggler? Mm-hmm. Helping him out. <laughs> I just don't get those two where they came from, but I mean, if they book it right, they can make it work, I guess. But to me, that just seems like a such a just reach into the grab bag and see who we can pull out. Okay, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode, they're a new tag team. <laughs> you know how uh, you know how Conrad talks about the box of gimmicks. Yeah, it definitely mm-hmm. is a box again. <laughs> that's that's what Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler are. They just pulled them out the box of tag teams. Uh, Charlie, she interviews Cedric Alexander, that is. He comments on tonight's King of the Ring tournament match with Baron Corbin. And that's when AJ and the OC arrive and they beat down Cedric. <laughs> what was, oh man. Run him into like some production equipment, bang his arm all up. So again, like I said last week, they're teasing Cesaro, softened him up. Now here comes AJ Styles and the OC. They done banged him up. So Cedric Alexander is going into this King of the Ring tournament match about 75%. Uh, How do you feel about this leading to something, something somehow on Monday where Cedric Alexander gets the title shot at Clash of Champions against AJ. Um, I, it definitely is pointing in that direction, you know, because that, that whole beatdown was just out of nowhere. <laughs> it was like, all of a sudden he's talking, and all of a sudden you see eight, you see the club just 
just putting the boots to him. Who somebody said that was that was that was a, that was they was calling that racism or something like that. <laughs> yeah, the, so it was it was out just out of nowhere, and I was just like, well, it might could be, you know, AJ and Cedric at Clash of Champions. You know, they have the big MSG show next week, so it's kind <laughs> of like let's push it in that in that direction. Robert Rude and Dolph Ziggler, they faced off against Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Zack Ryder runs while he hits the missile drop kick, but Bobby Rude counters the Rough Rider. Hawkins tags in and double teams follow until Dolph makes the save. Ryder gets dumped and the super kick glorious DDT finishes off Hawkins. And Robert Rude and Dolph Ziggler continue their winning ways. I was waiting for them or somebody to say glorious show-offs, but it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't caught on. No. I mean, that would, I mean, that would be, uh, if they be happen to win by some, some more reason, they could go with that. And then you know that the company listens to the podcast, so. <laughs> Read the tweets. <laughs> Oh, yeah, then I would... In that case, they owe you a check. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, then I would definitely be like, yeah, right here. Mm-hmm. So so look here, fam. These little clips we've been using, yeah, mm-hmm. we just keep that. Mm-hmm. The way we've been doing it, yeah, we up and up, we good. Uh, Natalia faces off against Lacey Evans. Uh, there's a lot of trash talk. You didn't catch this because you were in the crowd, so you didn't get to hear all the. Well, I watched it. I watched it. Oh, oh you watched it back. Okay. It. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a little spicy. Yeah. Natalia fires up. She hits the rolling clothesline for a two count. She follows with the suplex, and the sharpshooter is stopped as Lacey Evans makes the ropes. Natalia attacks Lacey, and Lacey tosses her handkerchief at Natalia. And then that's enough to distract Natalia. Hey. Lacey connects with the women's rights. And Lacey Evans gets the win. Oh, you mean to tell me she can throw a handkerchief that's not a DQ? What kind of shit is that? Well, it's not like a handkerchief is a weapon. Right. It's not a foreign. It's not like it had ether on it or something. If we, if we, if we being technical, she threw it at it and it hit her. That should be the sure. part. Y'all know y'all will defend y'all's white women. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she was facing another white woman, so it's kind of, you know, <laughs> it's kind mm-hmm. of off the course. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just, I was just, just kidding around. I was like, how she, I was like, she got away with that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was like, anything to get Lacey over because Lacey has been kind of delegated to the main event ever since her little thing with Becky Lynch. Natalia uh, doing what she does best, doing the job to someone maybe not as talented as her, but she knows how to make them look good. Oh, I was about to say, losing to a person she trained? Oh, where have we seen that before? (laughs) Speaking of Becky, Becky Lynch arrives. Becky says, it's good to be here and asks, where's Sasha Banks? And then she <laughs> says, basically, that Sasha's full of shit. She's like, what happened to you, Sasha? You have no reason to be whining. You were the centerpiece of NXT and a featured act on Raw and SmackDown while I was struggling as an afterthought. Becky says Charlotte and uh, Sasha Banks are frauds 
and prove to Charlotte why she's the man. Mickey says when Sasha left, she left with nothing and Bailey has done just fine without her. Becky says she's the face of the company, and that's what Sasha Banks should have been. She should have been the game changer, and it should have been her. Becky oh, says, come on, Raven. <laughs> Becky, <laughs> Becky says that she wants to do this face-to-face, and Sasha arrives. Sasha laughs at the notion that she was supposed to be Becky Lynch, but agrees that she should have had all the fame, and Becky Lynch only got it because Nia Jax broke her face. <laughs> Sasha says this Thanks. is business and just like when she attacked Lynch it was business but she can make it personal and if Becky Lynch wants to fight they'll fight but Sasha says she won't do it for free she'll do it when she wants to and she'll do it for the paycheck so she challenges Becky for a match a championship match at Class of Champions Becky agrees and then Sasha says after the pay-per-view, the man will be the boss's bitch. That kind of caught on there as well, too. You know, he was chanting that throughout the night. <laughs> um, so, how glorious did the cat suit look in person, sir? Oh, she looked so good. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was definitely, definitely feeling that look. She was definitely looking good. And she had the, like, the, the heel boots on, too. Like our girl is back, <laughs> Miss Didi Jane. The mm-hmm. the swag is on like a hundred trillion. So it's like the third week of Sasha doing her thing. How do you feel so far about what she's presenting? Is her her she, fashion and hair and everything stepped up since so she's went back to her true and self? And hair and jumpsuit are giving me everything that I need. The colors popping, the outfits clearly correlated with the new hair color. It's all a choice, and it's a good choice. I approve. All right. See, I agree. They should, they should let more wrestlers get time off, and then them come back and just and build um, like stronger characters and everything. You know, I'm kind of I'm I'm glad that she did take that time off, and it kind of gave her something to, to build off of when she returned back. This character had some time off, but ain't nobody proud he came back. Baron Corbin faced off against Cedric Alexander. King of the Ring tournament match. Cedric Alexander heads up top, and the missile drop kick gets a two count. The lumbar check is counter, and then the end of days is counter into a cradle for a two count. The Michunoku driver from Cedric follows. Cedric gets a two count. Cedric charges, and he hits his enziguri, but then Corbin trips him up, Trips him right into the end of days, and Baron Corbin gets the win. Then Corbin went over there to the throne, tried on everything, cut a promo. Baltimore wasn't feeling that at all. So, so, so Cedric definitely put him over, and we got got himself over as well too. Yeah, this was a good match. Though that match had everybody. Off their out their seats and everything, and it was like it was shout out to um the gentleman who hit me up on Twitter. They were over there or by where Michael Cornum are at, and they started a whole chant. Burn Corbin really really sucks. And some kind of chant they they, they hope to get um mm-hmm. caught on, but 
um, yeah, they definitely wasn't feeling Baron Corbin um, trying to crown like, the crown and everything else like he normally does. Yeah, this was definitely the best Baron Corbin match on TV in a long while. I said, well, God damn, Cedric. I said, I said, you go out there and he, he, he gets beat down by the OC and he go out there and still puts on a poly match to, to make Baron Corbin look good. <laughs> I said, get that man, get that man his roses while he still can get them. <laughs> uh, we get highlights of the Roman Reigns saga. And then we see a tweet from Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> He's talking about, hey man, Michael Cole did old horseshit ass job out there as a damn moderator. They need somebody <laughs> that can control things out there. Because we ain't got no contract and we can't have no match if we ain't got no contract. Makes sense. I figured, I might, I might listen, because he was already announced for the MSG show, so figures that he would be inserted into this some kind of way. I was, I was like, listen, look at y'all, you know, making, <laughs> making, trying to make sense out of everything. Wait. It's called Paul Heyman. <laughs> exactly Charlie please say to Caruso interviews Bailey Bailey arrives and she won't comment on Sasha's return but she says that they've talked and they will keep that info private she says yes Sasha took her ball and went home and while she moved forward she took her opportunities and won more gold Bailey takes issue with Charlie claiming that Becky Lynch will get all the headlines and and will overshadow Bailey in the matchup later on tonight. The Viking Raiders they beat oh, up. Hold on, real quick. Oh yeah, oh, real quick, Dawn. Messy Charlie is the best Charlie. I'll just say that. Oh yeah, everybody knows that. <laughs> when she on her messy steeds, I'm like, okay, I, I definitely can get with that. <laughs> oh yeah, she's trifling, but that's fine. <laughs> <See? laughs> The Viking Raiders, they beat up two dudes. Uh, they like they threw some dude through the roof on their finisher. Good God. He caught some hype with, with, with that finisher. <laughs> I said, dang, that's like a, 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 a alley hoop in the NBA type of um, role. <laughs> like, the crowd, they don't know because they're not conditioned to it because nobody grew up in the era in there or remember it. They don't know that they're just supposed to go crazy for this. Like, they see these dudes doing all these cool-ass moves, and everybody's just like, well, hands down, watching the match. Like, well, dude, you just saw this dude get fucking I, thrown in, in the section, ceiling. They're not going to show it. They're not going to show it in my <laughs> section. They were kind of live for the for the Viking, whatever them, them dudes are called. They were live for them. But I'm just saying, I mean, right, granted, we don't get that whole um, job on TV is no more. It'd be like that again. So when they do say that, like, why are these? It's like they basically they were trying to put these two guys over saying they were from Pittsburgh to get the crowd riled up and everything. Right, know? right, 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 right. Yeah, but you know, like I said, they don't. If they do it consistently, you know, bring up more people and do it, then yeah, it will get over. But you know, they just build the. Viking Raiders to be that I guess that monster team but they still haven't really did anything with them yet 
Yeah, I don't know because I thought that tag team turmoil thing was set up for them. And you seen what happened? How they get the squad? They got the double count out. Just the. I was watching. I had. I had. I know. I was watching, and I was like, "Wait a minute! How did they get eliminated?" And I went back and saw that it was double count out. I was like, "This is so black." <laughs> <laughs> Sasha Banks is in the back. She's walking through the halls. They try to interview her. She yells at the interviewer, and she gets shook, so she runs away. So, there's no... oh, who who is that 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 girl in the back? Cause she got when Sasha yelled at her, that girl she couldn't even get away quick enough. She ran to the wall, and then she got away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get a second announcement about Stone Cold Steve Austin, and now it is official. He will moderate a new contract signing between Seth and Braun next week from Madison Square Garden. So what's the up what's the up what's the um the warning rate on him hitting us dropping the stunt on somebody just to just to just to do it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure there is a line of people waiting to get stunner, <laughs> dude. Just, just be like, ooh, pick me, Steve. Pick me, Steve. Pick me, Steve. I'm pretty sure if Xavier Woods could, could find it a way where he could squeeze himself in there, that he would be the first one to try to kick the stunner. Right. He just right suits me as that type. It's like, oh, number 627 on my bucket list. Get stunned. Catch a stunner from Stone Cold. Yes, marked it off. Ricochet and Samoa Joe. King of the Ring tournament match. Ricochet heads up top. Joe pops up and crotches him. Joe follows Ricochet up top and he locks on the Coquina Clutch. Ricochet kicks off of the ring post and both men crash to the mat. They both have their arms over top of each other and it's a double pin. So John Cone, the referee, Basically goes to this the instant replay booth. They mull around for a second, and he has to go to the back because he says it's 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 inconclusive, and they'll have to make a ruling uh, under you know further scrutiny. We had to call the Connecticut to get the um the <laughs> yeah, President, <laughs> yeah, President Jack Tunney had to. That's why I say I said Jack Tunney going to make the decision on this one. <laughs> Man, oh, man, it's this like one, I, miss, I miss those. That's that's the talk about nostalgia. That's the good old days. I miss Jack Tunney coming up, popping up on the screen, making a ruling on something controversial. <laughs> so, I guess at this particular point in time of the year, like eight months into the year, they figure, oh, you know what's not a good idea? Let's not beat Samoa Joe. After he's been losing all these other matches, but we get to the King of the Ring where we need like some definitive winners, and we get this. I, I, I was like, what is this? Right. We flip to the backstage area. Seth and Braun, they're talking. Braun is totally upset because, quote unquote, Seth's boy, Stone Cold Steve Austin is now involved in their situation. He was like, man, I seen the Skype a couple of weeks ago when, 
you know, you win the title and Stone Cold is just, you know, blah, blah, says problems this, blah, blah, says problems that. Seth is like, man, you're just paranoid. He tries to calm Braun down. Braun says, hey, Stone Cold Steve Austin gets in his way. And then Stone Cold, excuse me, sound like Mike Tyson. Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin will get these hands. I don't think Braun Strowman really want those problems. Yeah, he don't. <laughs> What's that Stone Cold say? I'll, I'll walk up. I stop at my whole day. You'll walk it dry. <laughs> yeah, he definitely might get the bird flipped at him just for those statements. Pretty much. <laughs> Firefly Funhouse is next. Bray says. What the Fiend did to Finn Balor was super mean, and he's sorry. The evil Vince puppet arrives and yells at Bray for challenging Seth or Braun to a title match. Bray then offers Vince some money. He feeds it to him, and he basically is satisfied. Bray says the Fiend helps him inflict inflict pain and closes by saying, See you in hell. Let me in. That segment was everything. Too Even from um, Rambling Rabbit with the help posted, <laughs> popping up <laughs> with the help with the help little um, sign, and Bray pushed it down. <laughs> Why are they putting him in the title match so soon? I, so I think what happened was, I think when it it was advertised as being advertised by the arena, and that was the. Um, I guess that was like the main event or he was going to be in a championship match. So they had to kind of um, play off of that. Oh, man. You know, you know when the Raiders, when the Raiders um, have the show and they'll say, they'll have like, like the posters coming out saying um, Bray Wyatt, or they'll say Bray Wyatt's going to challenge the winner at Clash of Champions or something like that. They That's how they do it. So it'll get out there and the next thing you know, I know, like the dirt sheets was picking it up, saying Bray, um, saying the um, Bray Wise from the challenge the winner, and so they guess they had to jump on it. I don't like it. I would much rather he stay attacking some more people and stay in the shadows for a little bit more. But it was funny that how the evil Vince Puppet reacted, and then he gave some money and <laughs> shut him up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Corey Graves is in the back. The referee is there. Baron Corbin arrives to say that he deserves a bye straight into the finals because Joe and Ricochet eliminated each other. Technically, he's very true about this. Yep. The ref says that next week, it will in fact be a triple threat to determine the Raw King of the Ring winner. So, and my like, wrestling rules are dumb. <laughs> what in the world are they doing? Nothing about that makes any type of sense. But oh well. Unless this is this, unless unless this triple threat is to get Ricochet over, then I like the and I'm so right. Gonna, so, like, so here's here's my logic, right? If it's all okay. to get Ricochet over, then who you think they're gonna pin? You think they're gonna pin Baron Gorman? Nope. 
Then why the, we don't get the pick. Then why the, we you pinned Samoa Joe the week before? It's like, <laughs> what are you doing? We, look, we, know, we know who taking the fall in that match. It's like, what are you doing? <sighs> I don't and get hell, it. I would rather, I would rather Samoa Joe win because he's got everything to be to be a heel king, but WWE is on some other, on some other stuff right now. Right. Didi Janet, here's your favorite part of the night. The most touching part. I know this is always your favorite moments. The heartwarming parts. Ray Mysterio arrives and says Dominic convinced him to keep fighting. They had a moment last week. Dominic is pushing him to carry on. He's not done yet. And he has a lot more to accomplish. We get The Miz and Cesaro. The Miz counters the guy's pile driver, but Cesaro plays him for a two count. Miz then follows with strikes. Cesaro fought, fires back with uppercuts, but the Miz hits the skull crushing finale, and the Miz gets the win. And I'm, and I'm watching this match like, what purpose does it serve? Because Cesaro is just great, and he's taking losses like this, and I'm not pleased. Nobody's pleased at how they book Cesaro. We were saying he was at the, at the NXT UK show. He had a great match there. He comes flying back halfway across the world, and he's losing to the Miz. Not to say that I'm not. I'm not. I'm like I'm cool with the Miz because the Miz is, you know, living his best wrestling life right now. But Cesaro deserves better, much better. They need to. Put back him and uh, Chris Hero. They just need to go ahead since go get back together and come back and just rule the tag team division in one of the it's SmackDown, Raw, or NXT. Chris Hero would have been what called up years ago, but they blocked that. So and then he got gained a lot of weight. So yeah, yeah. But they were the ish back in the day. Yeah, I know. I, I've seen plenty of old matches with them. I'm like, come on. I'm like, WWE logic. Main event of the evening time Becky Lynch and Bailey, the Raw and SmackDown women's champions, faced off against the women's tag team champions of Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Nikki Cross is too quick on that one. Bailey might be able to. And Bliss sent outside the ring. This has got to be Bailey's moment. And now Bailey oh, no. it up Nikki, and now Bailey's got the opportunity. Try to drag herself and crawl toward Becky Lynch. Almost there for the tag, and Bliss doesn't let it happen. Great closing speed by Alexa Bliss, able to intercept Bailey before she was able to tag Becky Lynch. The man obviously anxious oh. to get involved in this fight. Bailey roll up, shoulders down now on Bliss. That almost cost Alexa. Here comes the man. And finally, the Raw Women's Champion, the man, Becky Lynch, in this matchup. And Becky taking out everybody. Boy, Ty, knee strikes. Have the goddess rock for the moment. Forearms and uppercuts and kicks to the midsection. And Becky Lynch takes Bliss off her feet. 
Nice little display there for Miss Banks. Sasha does not look impressed. Bliss oh. is trying to take advantage of that brief distraction, but Becky didn't let it happen. Lynch from the middle rope. Here comes the man. Becky with a leg drop. Cover now on Bliss. And it's Nikki saving the matchup. Now Nikki sends Becky out, out to the apron. Couple of thunderous kicks by Becky and now Lynch. The Raw Women's Champion is on a roll. Listen, Cross, double stack in the corner. Kick for Cross, kick for Bliss. Becky Lynch continuing to roll. Raw Women's Champion. Oh! Wait a minute! It bags Sasha Banks from behind with the backstabber. And now Becky sent into the corner. Unloading here on Lynch. And now Bailey coming in to put an end to things. Bailey and Matt are their best friends, but enough's enough. Underscore Reese, defend yourself, sir. Okay, so Becky. So first, early in the night, Becky got a big pop and everything. You know, cause she put on Baltimore and everything. Cool. Then you know, Bailey. When as soon as Bailey came there and grabbed the chair from Sasha, I stood up and was like, "Oh, we about to have a heel turn." And the little boy next to me looked like, "Nah, she not about to um hit her with the chair." I was like. Keep watching, and the next thing you know, you see the we seen the smile come up on Bailey's face, and she just grabbed the chair and started wailing. And so they cut. So I noticed that they cut off Raw with Bailey hitting her with the chair. So afterwards, um, she gave the chair back to Sasha. Sasha hit a couple more times, and then they smiled and walked up the ramp and looking back and was like hugging each other. You probably can see, you probably can see that if you look on if you go on the um the WWE Twitter account that it showed the um it showed that afterwards like after um, when they went off the air and so somebody was saying this was a callback to NXT when um Sasha well um um Becky had turned on um Bailey and joined up with Sasha and somebody said it was a callback to it some this NXT shenanigans from two years ago. Mm. I think 2014, I want to say. But, yeah. Like I said, Baltimore loves a good heel turn, and when Bailey is hit him with a chair, that was that was all we needed to see. <laughs> Miss Didi Jeanne, are you with me? Yes, I am. Bailey. I'm here. It has taken a trip to the dark side. Mm-hmm. What were your emotions watching this? Were you 
drowsy and like, oh no, I'm not going to make it through another Monday Night Raw and then bam, they wake you up with this? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can always tell the big moments. So like when she yanks the um, chair from Sasha, there's a moment of what's what's going to happen? Ooh, ooh, gross. Sorry, I was drinking a hard <laughs> seltzer. So it had bubbles. I'm sorry. That was gross. But yeah, there was that moment of like, are you just going to like be yourself or are you going to be, you know, a Sasha? And are you going to like hit Sasha? Or are you are you really going to hit Becky? So it was, it was, it was like a, uh, like a waiting to exhale, see where we're going kind of. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then she hit her, and then it made it all worth it. Remember a couple, like, three weeks ago when Sam was on the show, and I was like, mm-hmm. there's just something about Bailey. She ain't connecting. It's like, mm-hmm. not as a champion anyway, and uh, forget all about all of that. And she just wiped all of that out. Just yep. blew all of that out the water. Sometimes all it takes is a good chair shot or five. Pretty much. It's a a weird dynamic that is going on in wrestling right now. But the way to become a babyface is to be a heel in your actions and how you basically go about your business where you get fed up with something, the way the company's treating you, the way that one of your so-called friends or whatever has been treating you but whenever somebody finally snaps and don't take it no more that's like the biggest they become that's how Becky got over mm-hmm. so it's interesting that the, to see that dynamic of how wrestling is kind of at least in WWE how the way that they're booking and their stories that usually when people do the despicable things is when people like them the most. We've always had love for the heels here on WrestleCast, so, you know, that's nothing new here. But to see it manifest itself the way it has in the last, like, year or two years, it's really uh, eye-opening, especially with Bailey, you know, doing this. So Maurice, from a live perspective, and then going back and watching it at home, what would you rate Monday Night Raw? So watching it live, I would definitely say it was a four because there's certain certain elements that just happened live and everything that I was just like, you know, I was happy to see. Um, then I watched it back. It was a three point five because some days I was like. It was like seeing some of the matches. I was like, okay, I can skip this. Don't want to see this. Don't want to see this. Like, I didn't even see that the Street Profits had. They didn't even show that the Street Profits was backstage. They, like, when I saw they did the whole countdown to commercial. I was like, oh, I was like, well, damn, we didn't even. I said, I can see why we didn't get it, but it'd have been cool just to have them pop up on on the screen or something like that. Mm-hmm. But so I say four because I was there, but three forty five. Now I mean three point five. Now I actually went back and watched it. Okay. <laughs> Miss Dijonet, your rating of this week's Monday Night Raw? Tear shots on automatic. Floor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, man, SmackDown might be 4.5. Oh, mm-hmm. Lord. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm going to give it a very strong four as well. This was a good show. It, it actually flowed really good. It didn't really drag that much. Uh, and the, the beat down of Braun in the beginning, the 5 on 2 it was like, damn, Seth and Braun ain't got no drinking buddies back there. They can at least run out yeah, there. Yeah, so you said that. That was hilarious. <laughs> and at least make it five on four. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, dang. It was like, so it was like that beat down. They got Seth get beat down backstage. Then you got Bailey beating down um, Becky at the end of the show. So it was like three beat downs in the night. <laughs> yeah, real strong stuff. Real strong stuff, so. Good job, Monday Night Raw, uh, pulling the trigger and leading us right into the next night. So it's time to turn over things to Miss Didi Jonay for the SmackDown Manage Report. Yeah, so, um, okay. We open up SmackDown with highlights of Bailey's heel turn, if you want to call it that. She's out here to tell us why, Becky, why. She still has the same music and entrance. She's still giving, you know, wacky, wavy, and floatable, you know, blah, blah, blah. She's still giving you the same aesthetic. Nothing has changed. She says she doesn't understand her mixed reaction, the mixed reaction she's received, and says you should have seen it coming due to her friendship with Sasha. It's not about hugs or the kids. She tried to make the fans feel like she did when she was a fan. Hold on. That's, now that she, yes. that's, that's when I thought she was going to be like, when she was like, think about the kids. I just knew her next line was going to be like, fuck them kids. <laughs> that ain't Bailey. Now, that would be a heel turn for sure. She was like, fuck them kids. Mm. Oh, excuse me. I thought it was dry. Yes. So, she says she's the hero and the role model and is showing the kids how to be loyal. She's here to elevate the SmackDown women's title and at Clash of Champions. She will beat the most selfish person on the roster, Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair arrives and says that she is the queen of selfishness. People are always talking about her, but what you see is what you get. You better hug that title tight. And then Bailey's bestie, Sasha, arrives. Um, Charlotte attacks Bailey, and then Banks follows, and then attacks Charlotte. Um, she's getting the better of her, but. Bailey comes with the chair and hits Charlotte several times. And then Banks follows with more chair shots. And then she politely gives the chair back to Becky for even more chair, I mean, Bailey, for even more chair shots. The crowd chants for Becky, but Becky's not going to be there because Charlotte has no friends. (laughs) No friends, except Andrade. And that's only in real life. And, and they were chanting one more time, one more time. And, and y'all, and y'all, and y'all give them some of giving us grief. I'm like, look at the Norfolk crowd. You know, some of one more time. We're like, they more vicious than we are. Listen, I told somebody, you think you got friends until there's an option for a chair shot, and then you realize we don't like nobody that much. <laughs> right. Chair shots over your face at all times. Did you see? Did you see uh, when Charlotte? Okay, you know the thing is they do the chair shots to the back. Yeah. Did you see that one time though? Charlotte flipped over and. And Sasha hit her anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure did. That's that's worth point five alone right there in your scale. Yeah, <laughs> but she could have waited. She's like, mm, don't think I will. Yes. 
with Charlotte, but protect yourself. <laughs> you knew she got a share. Why'd you turn over? <laughs> anyway. Oh, I'm so hateful. Yes, um, your next King of the Ring tournament match is Elias versus Ali. Elias sends Ali to the buckles and the sit-out powerbomb follows for a two-count. Elias transitions into a stretch muffler, which was lit, but Ali makes it to the ropes. Elias posts the knee of Ali. They work up top. Elias pushes Ali off of the top rope, and Ali lands on the floor. The favorite's his knee. Uh, Elias tries to fly to the floor, but Ali catches him with a super kick. Back in the ring, Ali goes up top and misses the 450. He fights back with some kicks, but Elias keeps attacking his injured knee. He hits the drift away to end the match. And your winner is Elias. This was a bomb-ass match. Elias? This is the best match I've ever seen him wrestle, I think. Not Randy Savage has all the capabilities. (laughs) Yes. Yes, he does. Mm What's that last name, Pafo? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. You see, I know the ones that matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, backstage, Kayla interviews Samoa Joseph. He comments on next week's triple threat semifinal and is here to scout his potential competition in the finals. And you all will bend the knee to King Joseph. Um, that was Alex- dope. I don't even be listening to Joseph no more, which is sad because he's never bad, but it's just like, mm, your winning record means that I don't get to... Yeah, it's like, we don't you don't win that, so why do I care? <laughs> like, as good as you are on the mic, you're gonna lose eventually. This is what you do. But yeah, uh, Alistair Black is still looking for a fight, and will head to the ring to see if someone is man enough to pick a fight with him. <sighs> Alistair Black and this dude. Man. Look how the mighty have fallen. It's about time he decided to get into the playpen with all the other kids. (laughs) Instead of waiting for him to come knock on the door, he said, you go out and look for some friends. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next is a a ladies tag match. Oh, Oh, excuse me. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Fire and Desire, alternately known as Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. What y'all call Sonya? What y'all call The future Raw or SmackDown Women's Champion. Shout out Jay to the Max. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you you notice? Ho- hold on, mm-hmm. before we start, Maurice. Mm-hmm. You notice their What's little? That? You notice their little entrance thing that they do now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just I don't know right what they do. What they do? Uh, they do this thing where Sonya Deville goes like behind Mandy Rose and gives her like a hug almost. Mm. Oh, gay. I get it. Um, <laughs> no judgment, just observational. Nikki fights back and tags in Alexa. Alexa runs wild with some clotheslines and strikes until Mandy makes the save. Things break down. Nikki takes Mandy out. And Sonya follows with some kicks, but Alexa hits the DDT. Uh, she goes for the Twisted Bliss, but she eats knees. And then they hit the high-low V-trigger, which ends Alexa. And your champions lost, however, it's a non-title match. But this means they get the setup in the future if if that's what them in the back decide they want to do. 
somebody creative or Vince had to been listening to smoking that um, fire, been smoking some Rick James to come up with fire <laughs> and desire. <laughs> yeah, but, I don't really get the name either. Although I would have understood like Cinemax, Skinemax. Something, but something like that because that's exactly where her music is. But Fire and Desire is very like you look cold as ice, you know, like <laughs> like what? I was like, hmm, somebody was smoking some Rick James in their back. Yeah, I don't know who agreed to that. There's uh, definitely just had some good shit. <laughs> yeah, Chad Gable prepares backstage for his match. Joe runs into him and makes fun of him for being small, calling him Bilbo, as in Bilbo Baggins. He has something to do with one of them rings. I didn't watch their movies. The movies were three hours long. But, you know, Lord of the Rings reference. Um, Randy Orton arrives and says he will be WWE champion in two weeks and will prove that Kofi is a fraud. Is this because he's African? He proved this <laughs> last week. When he set a trap for Kofi, he's destroyed the New Day and that power of positivity crap. No more games and no more waiting. Get out here and face me like a man, Kofi. Well, Kofi's music hits and the Revival are kicking the shit out of Kofi and bring him down to the ring. Kofi fights them off, but Orton attacks and rolls him in the ring. He calls Kofi stupid and stomps away at him. Orton says he will beat him and win the title in front of his man's Friends and family, you know, alliteration, we're a fan. Kofi fires up and fights back, but the numbers game gets to him. The triple team RKO follows as FTRKO stand tall. Wow. (laughs) FTRKO. That's what it's saying. No, I'm just thinking, can somebody say it in the hashtag? But I forgot what the kick with the name they called for it. But I was just like, what the? Huh. I mean, y'all are creative people. I will say that. This uh, the, the optics of this look so bad. Mm, look like Sism. Mm. Yeah, especially with Kofi exactly. trying to fight off two white dudes like mm. against his will. Like, oh lord. Mm. And they were in Virginia. They were <laughs> Northern Virginia. Mm. <laughs> they were. It's a very familiar feeling. They know what it's like. Okay, so there are now more highlights regarding Roman Reigns' attempted murder saga. Rowan faces Reigns at Clash of Champions. I guess that's new notification. So nobody's going to ask who that man is. We just... We just we... They just pray to say, oh, we just want to do this and then do away with it. <laughs> right. No, D.D. They they, 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 the, the, the man should reappear in the match. That would actually be interesting because yeah. it was just like, there's a guy, and then it's like, see, men had nothing to do with us. And then it's like, no, he was in the back too. It does have to do with him. And it's like, okay, but who's the guy? Like, so did the guy try to like run you over? And then Eric tried to like hit you with the forklift, like y'all splitting the difference. Is it like strangers on a on a train? Like you do one, I do the other. Nobody knows. We mm-hmm. in the middle. Like what are we talking about? It doesn't mean anything. You have to write the ending. Maybe because y'all don't know. You write the ending and then you piece how you get there. You don't just put shit and throw it against the wall and hope it makes sense and hope that people drink enough hard seltzer and shit that 
they don't get confused about the plot points. I'm not confused about the plot points. I'm confused about the logic. Anyway. <laughs> I digress. Uh, next is Chad Gable versus Andrade. I'm pretty sure everybody went into it thinking Andrade would win. But that didn't happen. Let me tell you what did. There was a rolling suplex by Andrade, but Gable countered with a countered with rolling Germans. Andrade countered back, head up top, and the double jump moonsault east knees. Gable went up top and the moonsault connected for a great near fall. Andrade slams Gable to the buckles. The double knees miss and Chaos Theory connects, but Vega distracts the ref. Yeah, she ooh, wait, what'd she do? Yes. Um <laughs> there's a back elbow by Andrade, but Gable Sunset flips Andrade and then like slides his body up to get the win. It was a cool finishing move. I haven't seen that lately or ever. I liked it. Well, there went my finals. <laughs> you know anyone will have no hit two heels facing off in the finals. Andrade, I had Andrade versus Ricochet. Oh, well, they might have two heels facing off in this tournament. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, that's a, that's a true thought. Yeah. Unless he, he had two heels faced off one on one in the finals, so you know. I just Chad Gable, good for him. You're right, Dee yeah. He needs to grow his hair back, though. I I'm just saying, they, and they keep bullying. They keep like picking on him. He like he ready to cry. Like them teams, like they ready to just come out. And Listen, nobody bullied him when he had long hair. They didn't. He was the one running here trying to get Jason Jordan to be on his team. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. So everybody can't cut their hair. Apparently, Jason Jordan is like mm-hmm. it's like can't wrestle anymore. Like it's it's yeah, like it's he, not gonna happen. The role. They gotta have the producer Aww. role. And apparently, it's him and Bray Wyatt coming up with the the fire fly yep. house shit. Yep. Mm, that's terrifying. <laughs> but yeah, apparently, like he's got like a really good wrestling mind as far as stories and stuff. So yeah, he's backstage. Oh, cool. Make your money however you can. Got to. Yeah, it sucks that yeah. he can't wrestle anymore though, because he was just starting to hit his stride. Yeah. He was. He probably would have been the. Ch- he would have got a run with the title. You think so? Yeah. 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 I mean, Jason Jordan's still black, fam. Like, what you mean? <laughs> what, what title are we talking about? Oh, the the title. He would have got the really? title. Really? Oh, he got the big title. Yeah. Yeah, he would have huh. got it. Look, Kurt, Kurt would have made that work out for him. Well, that is his son. <laughs> he, you know, you got to look out for your family. Listen, I know I'm really too old to be believing in kayfabe, but I just don't know that that's not that man's real child. <laughs> Like, I just, I look at him and it just don't curl all the way over. It's like you expecting me not to believe that John Cena and what's that boy's name, Darren? They like, they look like the same person. Like, you're trying to tell me they're not, like, no parts related? Like, you like, sure? It was funny is Darren Young will tell you that any time that they had, you know how, like, they do the, um, the, the, where everybody's out in the ring. Or they have mm-hmm. like everybody come out on the stage. He said mm-hmm. that he would on purposely stand behind John Cena, so he would mm-hmm. make sure he would get on TV. So that's the reason why you notice him always looking like a John Cena double. 
is because he <laughs> made sure that he was always standing beside John Cena. He's like, man, I would elbow people out of the way to stand next to John Cena because I knew I was going to get at least like 30 seconds on TV just by standing there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, do what you gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when you wasn't get when you wasn't getting matches, they try to make it great again. You know, hey. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next match of the night was Alistair Black versus Shelty Benjamin. Black controls early on, hits a knee strike, and follows with some more strikes. Shelton cuts him off with a knee strike, knocking him to the floor. Back in the ring. Uh, Alistair fires back with some kicks and a flurry of strikes, and the Black Mass finishes the match. Chelsea is on a, I mean, at least a two-week winning losing streak. So there's that. Uh, the Sings try to attack Drake Maverick of the 24-hour championship, and they fail because they are the Sings. The Jobbers, as we are calling the collective, swarm him. And Dallas wins the twenty four seven title. Both no Dallas, that is. I believe, yes, yes, yes. There's no consummation for him. So sad. Sammy cuts a promo saying that tonight is all about Nakamura and not the fans. So there's that. Uh, this leads to a match: Shinsuke versus who's Andy Kickpass. It's just a creative name for Jobber. Local competitor. Oh, funny. I do enjoy Boots and Tigers, though, but I could get into Andy Kickpads. I like that. <laughs> um, Sammy is at ringside. They lock up. Strikes by Nakamura as Sammy does commentary on the house night. Nakamura follows with some knee strikes, some kicks, and a running knee strike. And then the Kinshasa ends it for a nice little squash match. Um, the 24-7 Geeks rush the ring, and they get to fight in. Drake wins back the title. Uh, I guess Consummation is back on. No, because as he's leaving, Archer comes <laughs> from somewhere by the King of the Ring throne, sneaks up behind Mr. Maverick, and pins him to become the 14-time 24-7 champion. <laughs> hey, Murray. Good to see you. The, yeah. the only thing Sammy is missing on the uh, commentary is the ooh baby, ooh baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we can see Renee Michelle on TV as well too. <laughs> oh yeah, man, Drake, Drake Maverick, he is winning at life, the game of life. Okay, so the final section of the night is the Roman Reigns saga. I have never lied to any of you. And the truth is, they're right. I hate liars. So... So here's what I'm demanding. I am demanding an apology from Roman Reigns. Not just for accusing me of something I didn't do. Not just for spearing me last week. But I need an apology from Roman Reigns because he is calling me a liar. 
wanted to stand face to face with the big dog. Daniel Bryan is about to get his wish. If Roman Reigns wasn't going to apologize last week on SmackDown Live, delivered a spear to Daniel Bryan, how does Bryan think the big dog's going to react to this tonight? I guess Daniel Bryan might be hoping that Roman Reigns has had some time to decompress, have some rational thought. Oh, whoa! whoa. <laughs> it's Eric Rowan from behind! The man the videotape revealed was behind the forklift accident. Yeah. Oh, and just wiped out Roman Reigns. Oh! <laughs> Rowan is a behemoth just laying waste to the big dog right now. A blindsided Roman Reigns. Reigns didn't even have a chance to defend himself. And once again, Eric Rowan. Oh! Acting of his own volition. Skull just bounced off the ring post. It's non-stop destruction from Eric Rowan. I mean, this is a horrifying thought. Rowan is no longer answering to Daniel Bryan. Eric Rowan doesn't answer to anyone. Oh, Rowan didn't even have a chance. He was attacked from behind. Big Dog's about to fall victim to the Iron Claw. Oh, no, no. Got a hold of Reigns. Smashed into the canvas. Yup. So you think Daniel did this? Well, the joke's on you. Hey, Daniel. Hey, buddy, how you doing? You're worse than everybody else. You think you can control me? Me? But I'm nobody's puppet. See, last week you slapped me in the face, not once, not twice, but over and over and over again. So why don't you step in the ring with me right now, show me how big of a man you are, and slap me in the face. Come on, Dan. I'm proud of what I've done to you. I'm proud of causing this little accident backstage. I'm proud of crashing that car into yours. But I'm most proud of the pain you're going to feel at Clash of Champions. Well, Eric Rowan taking great pride in the punishment he's inflicting on Roman Reigns. Uh, The pain, the suffering, the agony. Rowan, this colossal human being, just wants Roman Reigns out of the ring. Let's got the steel stairs in hand. Don't do this. Oh, face of Reigns. So, uh, 
the guy who missed like two and a half years because of concussion problems. Yep, mm. let's grab him by the head yep. and pick him up table. by the head and slam him through a table. Nothing That's bad could fine. happen. It doesn't matter. Well, hold on. How about Eric Rowan selling robotic giving that promo at the end? I mean, he ain't spoken in five years. What do you want? control. I was like, dude, you sound like a robot. <laughs> He was like, I got my binary code together. You don't right. control this. Well, I think it's one of those things where you have to, a guy like him, nobody knows if he can talk, so you just got to right. kind of give him a promo and let him go and see what he can do. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know until you go. That's exactly. right. But you got to talk. <laughs> that was, that, that man... I'm wondering where they're going to go with this one. Right? I just so want to know who the man is. We still want to know who that man was. Like, who is he? Like, like, is he just a lookalike that happened to be there? Did you hire him to scam the system? Like, like what is <laughs> Tell me what it was. Help, make it make sense. <laughs> make, make it make sense, please. I don't feel like that's too much to ask. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. <laughs> well, here's what's going on, I think, for the most part. I think Vince is pretty cool with Heyman because Heyman has been there for so long and he's entrenched. He kind of knows a lot of the people in the story. So I don't think Raw is getting as many revisions as SmackDown is. And I think SmackDown is getting like you know, half to three fourths of it redone every week on the fly. Smackdown get ripped up and yeah. redone while the show was going on. Come yeah, on. And, and that's the reason why you get all these gaps and and stuff in the stories because you know he probably has something for that in the main. You know, after the weekend, but then when Vince sees it and they get into it, man, they start ripping it apart. And for SmackDown to still be as good as it is with them doing that shit on the fly constantly, because I know the first couple of weeks they totally rewrote the show as it was going on right. the day of, and then I, I've heard like in the last couple of weeks, like maybe two weeks ago, that show got done on the fly, and then this one right here they talked about it got done on the fly too this past week. So Rick Bischoff hadn't had a lot of days where he's gotten to. You know, keep his stuff the way it is. So it'd be interesting to see maybe when the XFL starts to kick off in January, if he February, can get, February excuse me, if he can get a little bit more, uh, if he hangs on that long, if he can get a little bit more freedom to uh, to get his stuff through and see what a full Eric Bischoff show looks like instead of a you know ripped up Vince McMahon, right? You know, red pencil, uh, red pen episode. It's crazy just how, like, I'm, I don't, I just wonder what like that old script is like, and then what, before it got ripped up, like what what was the one that that really that made us just not want to go with that idea and everything, right? You know, who knows? But here's man. a this is something this is something that I saw. They were saying that uh, it's a theory going around that they, they might link that it was a possibility 
this is a, this is in theory that they could link um, Bray Wyatt to going as to why Eric Rowan is doing what he's doing to Roman Reigns. Uh, I don't know. That might be a little bit too far fetching, reaching. Because what's gonna have to happen is they gotta establish is is he a SmackDown dude or is he a Raw dude, the fiend? He's a he's a SmackDown dude, but at the, but it was just they was going off of tweets that um when Eric Rowan had tweeted like nobody can control me and then Bray Wyatt retweeted him and said, Come on home, baby boy. No oh, so, oh I think So okay. basically as I say, in theory they trying to try trying to say this could be Bray Wyatt controlling him from afar, so to speak, but Gotcha. You know, not not saying that, but I'm just saying it's just, it's just like a theory that's just being tossed around, so to speak. You're rating Mr. Mo underscore Reese on this week's SmackDown. Um, no, it wasn't Raspberry. Sorry. Um, I'll say uh three point five uh soft four. Um, I like the um continuation with Bailey and Sasha. I still. It's like you know having them attacking. They, according with that, I was also reading that this could be a, a a civil war kind of kind of thing between the four horsewomen, and then having them reunite, going toward WrestleMania. I guess if if they can convince Ronda to come back and have her goons chop up that with her, they can finally get that Man, four horsewomen. Her, <laughs> Ronda and Shayna. Yeah, they can they they would be ready, but those other two they will not be ready by <laughs> WrestleMania to do anything on the level of that. That is definitely somebody just doing some fantasy booking. In reality, that ain't happening. <laughs> you, ain't, you, ain't, you ain't buying that app. Hell no. Oh, you like nope. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> People would, oh, man, people definitely. would, people would fucking go banana if Jasmine Duke or Marina Shafir got any type of leaks in on Sasha Bailey, and Becky or Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone a pin or something like that. Man, people would go crazy. You would be. This would be. Filled with angry tweets. Yeah, <laughs> like, man. Which I, which it yeah, it would be bad. It would be real bad. Like they have they have have they had a match at NXT yet? Those other two. Yeah, yeah, they did. They've had some singles matches and they had a couple of tag team matches with each other. Because like Shayna has really some like out of the four, she has surpassed them all. Oh yeah, man. Shayna is a beast. Shayna's really Shana good. She surpassed them all. And it's like, you know, Ronda's Ronda and the other two were like, um, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the other two, man. No shot. No shot. <laughs> yeah. But, um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how these stories take place. We got Clash and we got Hell in a Cell coming up in October. So, with um, SmackDown about to move to Friday nights, it's just going to be real interesting to see how things play out, you know. Do you, do you like the? Do you see the new logo they got for SmackDown? Yeah, I have. Yeah, they got a new logo and the commercials out. You know. Yeah, they they I'm sure is not a. <laughs> uh, if you watch Fox NFL football this weekend, it's gonna be heavy on that. 
Oh, I'm, I'm sure it is. <laughs> and I'm sure they're going to have, like, little placements for it saying, you know, WWE is coming to some um, Friday nights on Fox, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about some NXT. NXT starts off with the Fashion Police, y'all. They back. Versus the tag team of Chase Parker and Matt Martell. Parker is the legal man. He wears he was wearing down Tyler Breeze. He comes back with a shot in the corner, but the tags get cut off. He gets free. Tyler Breeze makes the tag. Fandango runs over Parker a few times. We get a snap power bombs for both. We get a Falcon Arrow. Then we get attacked to Tyler Breeze, who tags back out with a catapult form into an elbow that ended in the fashion police pick up the win. I'm glad to see them back in that in that element of where they can shine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be, um, they'll probably get a nice little run at maybe a ch- tag team uh, championship match coming up here on TV soon. Get a few wins under their belt. They've beaten the Forgotten Sons. They seem to be having some momentum, and everybody loves the Fashion Police. Yeah. They had the best segments, you know, you know, years a couple years ago, that was like their their their, their segments was like a throwback to just everything, just like wrestling. It was just like it was just great. And then injuries happened, and then Tyler Breeze was like, "Up, oh, I'm gonna go back to NXT," and it was full circle. <laughs> yeah. Earlier in the day, Jordan Miles he arrives with Keith Lee. Kathy Kelly asks him about the match. Jordan says that he was a little nervous, but his confidence will be there when his music hits. Keith Lee says he should have confidence because he's only been here a few months and he's already got a title shot. Backstage, they flip quickly to show Io Shirai attacking Candice LeRae with a kendo stick. She has to be pulled away by the officials. Heal Io Shirai is the best. Yes. Uh, Cameron Grimes, he's freaking out about not winning the breakout tournament. He just keeps shouting it over and over. Cameron Grimes didn't win the tournament. Cameron Grimes didn't win the tournament. He wanted to come in and be vaulted right to the top. Instead, he's back at the bottom, and he's just repeating his goal to become a champion. Speaking of champions, the North American champion, the Velveteen Dream, he takes on Kona Reeves. Reeves blocks the sunset flip and pins Dream with his hands on the ropes for leverage. But he gets caught by the referee. Kona Reeves argues long enough with the ref to get super kicked twice. Then the Dream Valley driver wraps things up and the Velveteen Dream gets the win. This is so disrespectful. But in a way, I kind of it's something I wanted them to do, but just not exactly this, though. After the match, Roderick Strong appears on the Titan Tron. He says he was told by Velveteen Dream to get his attention since the spotlight is on him now. So the camera pans it back to reveal that Roderick Strong has burned the Velveteen Dream's couch to give him the bright lights that he always craves. Roderick Strong says the Velveteen Dream knows that he can't beat him one-on-one. Shit. So I got my... <laughs> I got my fuck your couch moment. Yeah, I know. Just not the exact 
way I would have done it, but okay. Not the Rick, not the Rick James version of yeah. Dave Chappelle. <laughs> no, that's just another example of how they take my idea and change it up just enough where it's not quite my idea. <laughs> but same basis, though. Uh, we get a video um, basically to recap last week's Shayna Baszler and Rhea Ripley interaction. And next week, they're going to have a non-title match. Now it's time for my fave, Bianca Belair. She's going up against Tanara Conti. Conti gets the hanging arm bar on the ropes. Conti wants a cross body off the apron, but Bianca Belair catches her. And then she gives her a fall away slam onto the outside. Both girls get back in the ring at the count of nine. We get a mat slam by Bianca, and she just pounces on Tanara with her forearms, just clubbing blows. Uh, we get a handspring moonsault and then a kip up from Bianca. Conti escapes the suplex. Bianca leaps over, backflips, hits a running forearm. Then she hits the KOD and Bianca Belair is your winner. It's great to see Binky back on television. <sighs> She's just the best. Just oozing swag, confidence, athleticism. I wore her shirt money to the show. <laughs> nice. 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 I definitely, I was, I was like, I was like, I'm, saying, I'm, saying, I'm wearing my girl's shirt tonight. <laughs> like, no way around it. Next week on NXT, Johnny Gargano will address his future in the company. From his office, William Regal informs us that in two weeks, there's going to be a number one contenders triple threat match as Bianca Belair. Mia Yim and Io Shirai will face each other and the winner will get a shot for the title versus Shayna Baszler. So you know you said you said two weeks right. Mm-hmm. So you know so you know what that date that what that date is, right? September the eighteenth, huh? You, and and you know what that means, right? <laughs> that means Bianca Belair need to be winning. No, it's gonna be live. That's gonna be on oh, the USA oh, yeah, Network. Yeah, that's gonna be live. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. gonna be live. Awesome. That, Hopefully, that's the main that's, event. Uh, Showcase your women. One main event. Showcase your women. Might be our one main event. Oh, I they, forgot they, it's two hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I keep forgetting. This is going to be the biggest transition ever for me. That's the thing right there. We 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 keep we keep forgetting that it was like our NXT, and it was like they they put a lot in there. The next thing you know, boom, your main event. I'm like, ah, I'm forgetting two hours. <laughs> this week's main event: the champion Adam Cole, baby, faced off against Jordan Miles for the NXT Championship. Jordan Miles delivers a PK from the apron. Miles adds a tope suicida and a frog splash that gets some good near fall. Adam Cole avoids a second top rope move, but still eats a super kick. However, Adam Cole gets his knees up on the midnight star. Miles still gets two count on a roll up. He comes in from the apron right into a super kick. Adam Cole adds a second super kick, and Adam Cole gets the win after the last shot. To retain the NXT title. Now this was a, this was a good match, a good defense for Adam Cole. 
And uh, Joey Miles, he did okay. He still liked his smile. <laughs> I'm not a fan of this version of this dude. No, he needs to get some edge to him a little bit, some way, somehow. Uh, really, the way they set this up, just because of the way I'm thinking, when they showed Keith Lee uh, and him coming to the uh, arena, and the way that they kind of had him blocked off, Keith Lee was kind of standing behind him, and he had this look on his face. And I thought that maybe this was going to be a spot where Keith Lee kind of comes in here and gets jealous and does something to screw right. him out of his match. Just because, you know, Keith Lee's whole thing is, you know, he's kind of stuck in this rut. He's trying to elevate himself. He's trying to be, you know, move on to the next tier. NXT and uh, he just keeps getting held back. So I thought they were going to do something with that, but they didn't. Gave Jordan Miles his whole match and and uh, he got uh, he caught an L to Adam Cole. So things are all good with the Undisputed Era. I, I like the show a lot. Roderick Strong and Velveteen Dream, they're heating their thing up. Like you said, always good to see Binky and the Fashion Police. So this was a strong episode of NXT. All right, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. At this time, I'm going to turn it over to you for your shout outs and thank yous. All right, so thank you once again for having me on. Shout out Didi. Don't know where you disappeared off to, but you know, hopefully you'll return back. Um, shout out to Mel, because as Didi says, she always gets shout outs. Uh, shout out to Classics. Shout out to everybody who tweets with us every week. Y'all make re- watching the shows much more enjoyable with our commentary with color hashtag <laughs> um all that good stuff um shout out to everybody who's just shout out to everybody back to school um you know if it's college or things like that or if you got kids going back to school you know shout out to you know going back getting the um school year started kind of make it a good one you know all right that's it for me all right. I'd like to give a shout out to Miss Didi Jonet, wherever you are in the vast universe of the internet. Give a shout out to Mo underscore Reese for joining us and giving us live recap from his experience in Monday Night Raw. Uh, it sounded like it was a lot of fun, as always. Give a shout out to all of the members of the GLOW. Give a shout out to Anwar Starwin. Give a shout out to everybody who listens to Cast of Strong Style, Cherry's Boy that interacts with that. Uh, programming that show with the live tweets uh, remember in two weeks Saturday the 14th the day before cast of champions we're going to watch the original class of champions from 1988 going to use the hashtag retro cast of champions for that live tweet that's just start about 8 o'clock on Saturday night so that should be a lot of fun watch some old school yep. NWA wrestling Please check out the dark match over on patreon.com forward slash CSPN media. We will be having reviews of NXT UK takeover as well as AEW all out over on the dark match. Me and Anwar Starwin will be breaking down the matches and giving a full blow by blow review of that, of those two shows that happened this past weekend so please subscribe to the Dark Match to check out all our AEW coverage. Oh, hold on, uh, hold real, real, real quick, Don. Yes, sir. Pray, pray for me on Friday that I can get a ticket for um, uh, the next AEW pay per view. It's going to be in Baltimore in, in November. Uh, the full so, year. 
Yeah, so I'm praying that I can get me a ticket for that show so I can be in the building for that one because I know that's going to be crazy. Uh, that's going yeah. to be a crazy show. Like a different a different wrestling um, company in the building in Baltimore is definitely going to be live. So it's going to be, I know it's going to be a great show, but Saturday, that Saturday night, I mean, tickets will go on sale on Friday, so I'm, I'm praying that I get a ticket. You know, because I definitely want to be there. Yeah, the main event for that show has already been, well, not main event, but one of the headline matches has already been announced. It's supposed to be the Moxley versus Kenny Omega match that was supposed to take place. Oh, oh uh, see. At all yeah, I definitely got to be the builder for that one. <laughs> yep, so they're expecting John Moxley to be totally good by then. Yeah, he got a bad case of MRSA in his elbow yeah. from over in Japan, so... He's on the shelf for a little bit. Hopefully, he'll be uh, okay here in the next couple of weeks because he's got some Japan dates scheduled uh, in yeah, October. He closed, yeah, he got closed out his Japan dates and everything. They were yeah, so, about. so hopefully he gets uh, he gets well with that and uh, gets that thing all cleaned up. That's going to be very, very, very scary and Damn, very, man. very nasty. So, yeah, good. Good luck with that. Shoot. Yeah, yeah. So for our SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet, and my special guest, Mo to the underscore Reese, I'm your host, Don DeLorente. This has been episode 253 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. The man has something to say as I am live on Raw. Sasha Banks, where are you? Because I heard you last week mumbling all your little excuses about why you ran away after WrestleMania. And I just wanted to tell you to your face, it's just, it's just, it's, it's such a load of crap. Because what happened to you, Sasha? What happened to you? Because you, of all people, of all people, have no reason to be whining. You, you were the centerpiece of NXT. Well, I was a sidekick. And when we came up here, you were given main events of Raw and main events of pay-per-views. While I was struggling to get on TV. In fact, this company, this company, they actually actually gave you bouquets of flowers after your matches. So you, me, you, me, and Charlotte, we all started around the same time, and I was, I was the afterthought, while you two were paraded, you were paraded out front and center like the frauds that you are. But I already, I already showed the flares why I am the man, and it's time to teach you that same lesson, you delusional little weirdo. Because when Sasha left after WrestleMania, she left with nothing. But meanwhile, meanwhile, Bailey, she's been she's been doing just fine without her. That's got to sting you a little bit, huh, Sasha? Stings a little. And it hurts you. It hurts you that I am the face of this company. But just remember, just remember that with all of your talent, you should be the one that's historic. You should be the game changer. You should be me. So that's why when I heard that you were gone, I called you out. And then again, and again, and again, and again, because I wanted you to remember just how badly you treated me when I was nothing. 
So if you want to do this, let's do this face to face, woman to woman, you little blue hair freak. I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad that I haven't got my hands on you because the anticipation is building. See, the only reason you got any of that stuff is because Nia Jax broke your face. Nia Jax broke my face so people can care about me. (laughs) But let's not try to make this personal. This is business. Just like it was business when I walked down there and I beat the hell out of you with that chair and all the officials and everybody had to come down there to scrape you off the floor. You see, you don't get it, do you? You just don't get it. You see, I'm not going to do anything for free for these people. (laughs) No. I do it when I want, and I do it for the paycheck. So the next time that I face you will be for that raw title at Clash of Champions. You... You want to match a clash of champions? Why, all you have to do is ask. Now, I live for big occasions, and what's bigger in all of wrestling than the man versus the boss? You got it. And Becky, after Clash of Champions, the man is going to be the boss's (laughs) 